Good evening. Our top stories tonight. The NFL draft is in the rearview mirror, but we're still digesting everything. So much happened. And now we have to take into account all these rookie mini camps, all the press from these coaches lying to us. And so we are here to break down the biggest winners at the wide receiver and tight end position and more on player profiler today. And speaking about coaches lying to us, none, well, I shouldn't say none, because there is a whole tier of these guys. They're just all looped in together there. That lie constantly. Cannot tell the truth. Kyle Shanahan is one of those. Talking about Jake Moody, the kicker, in the third round. Talking about how teams were trying to jump us. Teams were trying to trade ahead of us in order to get this kicker. They wanted Jake Moody so bad. They wanted a kicker ahead of us. They wanted to make the mistake before we did. And so this was actually a good pick. See, other teams, they were trying to leapfrog us. That validates our pick. No, that's just not how it works. You don't avoid criticism because other teams possibly were thinking about making the same mistake as you because they didn't make that mistake. And also, why should we believe you that they were trading up for a kicker? That they were trading up for Jake Moody? How do you know that? Did they call you after and say, oh, you got the guy we wanted? Maybe. But there seems to be three techniques that general managers are employing just to avoid all criticism. To just say, no, nah, I, I don't want to answer questions about this pick. So platitude. Canned line. We got our guy. We got our guy. We love this guy. We... We know how you can fit in our system. We know that he works with the general manager and the coach and the offensive coordinator. We got our guy. No, I won't be answering questions. We got our guy. That's number one. Number two is what the 49ers did here. Teams are trying to trade up. Teams wanted this guy. We got him instead of these other teams. They really wanted him. We're the winners here because other teams wanted him. And number three. It's similar to number one, similar to we got our guy, but it's the, well, we just couldn't believe he was there. Our board, just the value that was there on our board. You know, we, we weren't planning to pick this player, but it just, they, they, they fell to us. And how do we say no to value on, on our board? And those are kind of the three things that we're seeing coaches and general managers defer to. And it's just all nonsense. It's all ridiculous. I'm not a fan of it at all but what more do you expect from the 49ers they lie constantly that's just who they are as a team but if you want someone to tell you the truth player profiler is here to do that and we've got friends along to help including rival fantasy podfather take it away hey it's the podfather now in the offseason i get into baseball i get into basketball and my preferred platform to play fantasy sports is Rival Fantasy, because Rival Fantasy has challenges where you can just take a guy and say, hey, this guy's going to score more fantasy points than this guy. They put two shortstops together, pick one. Point guards, pick one. Spoiler alert, you should pick Damian Lillard. <laughs> or they have the Fantasy Book, where you could pick over, under, over, under, over, under, and up to five guys, and then the more you pick, your potential payout quickly escalates. 
And finally, I submit a bingo card because you can just go over, under, over, under, over, under across the board, get your fantasy bingo card set, submit it. I'm not the biggest basketball or baseball expert, but I have a hell of a lot of fun playing fantasy sports on RivalFantasy.com. And the best part is with promo code PLAYER, they refund up to $50 of any losses. So the promo code there is PLAYER on RivalFantasy.com. Go have some fun. Go have some fun with Rival Fantasy. And the Dallas Cowboys want to have some fun with Deuce Vaughn, apparently. Now, take it with a grain of salt. It's rookie fever season. Everyone is the best at everything. They're in the best shape of their life. They have the best role that's ever been creative. This running back's going to be taking snaps in the slot. They're going to catch a billion balls. But the Cowboys like Deuce Vaughn. And Tony Pollard's on a one-year contract. And Deuce Vaughn can do a lot of the same things that Tony Pollard can do. He's not as explosive. He's not as fast. But the receiving work out of the backfield, the ability to handle some in-between-the-tackles touches, Deuce Vaughn is going to have a role. The Cowboys are excited about it. He very well might end up as the RB2 by the time season rolls around. Ronald Jones is the competition. Malik Davis. No, these are... Between the tackles grinders, these are thumpers. Deuce Vaughn's a different cat. He's going to have his own specialized role. And if he exceeds and excels in that role, he'll earn more playtime. So Deuce Vaughn, really one of the big surprise winners from the draft. Didn't see that coming. Zay Flowers. Oh, goodness. I love Zay Flowers. Two rookie drafts so far. Two Zay Flowers secured. Big, big fan of the wide receiver. Talent over situation. Odell Beckham on a one-year contract. Rashad Bateman, he is heading into year three and hasn't broken out yet. Feuded with the general manager in the past. He could be moved at any point. And then Rashad Bateman and Zay Flowers. Wheels are up for both. But Zay Flowers, talent. I preferred him to Jordan Addison entering the NFL draft. I did. The speed, the athleticism. That's what separated it for me. Of course, now they were similar talents in the much better landing spot in Minnesota. It's Jordan Addison over Zay Flowers because they were in the same tier anyways. But Zay Flowers right behind him at wide receiver three. I prefer Zay Flowers to Quentin Johnston. And now Zay Flowers is headed out to Florida. He and Lamar Jackson, they can't work out together at the facility because it's just rookie time. You can't have Lamar Jackson at rookie camp. That's not how... It works in the CBA, but the fact that Zay Flowers is flying out to Florida, going to hang out with Lamar Jackson, going to catch some passes, going to get acquainted with each other, that is a good sign. He'll get to learn from potentially some other veterans. Maybe Odell is there. Maybe Bateman's there. We'll see who all shows up. Or even better, maybe it's just a one-on-one Zay Flowers and and Lamar Jackson link up passing camp. Either way. We will be watching. This is only a good thing for Zay Flowers Dynasty stock. And speaking of good things for Dynasty stock, if you haven't already seen it, make sure you're following the at Roto Underworld account on Twitter. We had a thread earlier doing some more threads lately. Dalton Kincaid was the subject of this thread because he shot right up the rankings. He's tight in seven now in Dynasty. And Before that, before he went 24th overall to the Buffalo Bills, he was down at 
14th, tight end 14. And just like that, the unexpected draft capital shoots him up. And now some people are probably thinking, well, do you really react that much to draft capital? Because shouldn't you still keep your conviction that this player is who this player is? And we're not caught up in take lock. Dalton Kincaid, the NFL has decided who Dalton Kincaid is. And based on that draft capital, he is going to have multiple chances to break out. Even OJ Howard continues to get chances to break out as a first round bust. Evan Ingram goes from the Giants, breaks out as a rookie, then breaks out again with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Lots of chances for Dalton Kincaid. He's young. We assume he's athletic. And so even though we at Player Profiler had the opinion, and many of us still do, that Dalton Kincaid is overrated, we cannot argue with the draft capital. And ask yourself this. Are you surprised that he's jumping past any of these players based on draft capital? Evan Engram. Evan Engram's on a one-year deal with the Jacksonville Jaguars. We don't know where he will be next year, but they already drafted his replacement in the second round. Evan Engram's going to be gone. Darren Waller. Darren Waller is the top receiving option for the New York Giants, but he's getting up there in age. Dalton Kincaid, you have to have him over Darren Waller in Dynasty. You just have to. The wide receiver two for the Buffalo Bills? Yeah, over Darren Waller, wide receiver one for the Giants, based on age. Dolchich, Greg Dolchich, he survived the draft, kind of. They didn't draft anybody, but Adam Troutman was traded for. Sean Payton's guy, Captain America. We all loved Adam Troutman coming out of the University of Dayton. And now he's with the Broncos. So, of course, Dalton Kincaid over Greg Dolchich. All of these moves just make sense. Michael Mayer. You have to have Dalton Kincaid above Michael Mayer. Michael Mayer, we thought would be tight end one off the board. Instead, he's tight end three. His dynasty ranking doesn't change. Mayer stays exactly where we had him because we thought he would be, even though we thought he'd be the first tight end off the board, we still had him in that early second round, which he goes to the Raiders in. But Dalton Kincaid passes him based on that draft capital, based on the Buffalo Bills, based on playing with Josh Allen for the next four years. That gives him the bump. Bumps past Chigakonkwo, who we love. We love Chigakonkwo. But day three pick, fourth round tight end, I believe. Chigakonkwo was maybe third round. Either way, not first round draft capital. Pat Fryermuth, second round pick. He gets competition in Darnell Washington, which Darnell Washington has admitted he's an extra offensive lineman, but that will necessarily see him on the field in running situations, which is the goal line, which means we're going to see some pop passes to Darnell Washington that could have gone to Pat Fryermuth. So while it might seem aggressive, Jumping from tight end 14 to tight end 7, doubling your position essentially, cutting it in half, however you want to say it. Jump 7 spots. But, based on the names, you can't argue. If there's one player on this list that you would rather have over Dalton Kincaid and Dynasty, tell me. But, I don't see, I don't see an argument for any of them after going to the Buffalo Bills. And, Speaking of going to the Buffalo Bills and speaking of upgrading in Dynasty, Gabe Davis. Gabe Davis was surprisingly a winner in the NFL draft. 
Now, he's a loser in fantasy. His fantasy points will be less than they were last year. Or maybe they're the same because actually he's put up wide receiver three numbers, I believe. So maybe they're roughly the same. Maybe he's a wide receiver four. Regardless, Gabe Davis is a winner in the real NFL because the Buffalo Bills did not draft someone to replace him. Khalil Shakur, Deontay Hardy, Trent Sherfield, those are the guys behind Gabe Davis. What, you want to say Justin Shorter, the fifth-round pick out of Florida? Sure, he's a five-star receiver, but was never any good. Is a large part of the reason that Anthony Richardson never broke out because Justin Shorter was his best wide receiver, and Justin Shorter's not that good. So Gabe Davis is a winner because he keeps a starting job with the Buffalo Bills, but in fantasy football, he will see his targets decrease. That is how this works. More target competition. Dalton Kincaid's a better receiver than Gabe Davis, so he's going to see more targets than Gabe Davis. But the fact that Gabe Davis will get to stay on the field means he will see his salary increase next year. The worst thing that could have happened to Gabe Davis is they draft an outside wide receiver. If they had drafted Jordan Addison or Quentin Johnston or Zay Flowers or Rashi Rice, who can play inside outside, but if they had drafted any of these wide receivers, Rashi Rice, Jaden Reed, any of these guys, it's a massive loss for Gabe Davis. He escapes and his salary will increase because of it, unless the Bills end up trading for DeAndre Hopkins. But who else won? at the NFL draft. What other wide receivers were winners? We have some that were winners because they upgraded at quarterback. We're talking about Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson, best quarterback that he's ever played with. The fact that he put up the numbers that he did, 1,100 plus yards with Mike White, Joe Flacco, and Zach Wilson. Now he gets Aaron Rodgers, and Aaron Rodgers took a step back last year. Aaron Rodgers is not extremely prolific. He plays slow. He likes to run out the clock. He likes to hand the ball off, but that's still better than a bad quarterback in Zach Wilson, right? So Garrett Wilson, it's an upgrade for him. Corey Davis is a winner too, because Corey Davis gets to keep his job. The Jets could have drafted someone. The Jets could have said, we don't need to pay you $10.5 million, Corey Davis. We'll get this rookie in. And they didn't. And then, Robert Sala comes out and says, Corey Davis is staying on the team. So Garrett Wilson, Corey Davis, they both get upgrades at wide or at quarterback winners. The Texans, obviously winners in terms of upgrades at quarterback. It, Davis Mills versus CJ Stroud. It is an upgrade. That is objective. But I can't necessarily say the Texans wide receivers are winners because they drafted Tank Dell. Tank Dell third round pick who CJ Stroud banged the table for CJ Stroud wanted his guy tank Dell Xavier Hutchinson sixth round pick. He can play in the slot. He can play outside. He can dominate all over the field. The kid is a stud. Listen to Cody. Listen to Seth. These guys are in on Xavier Hutchinson and you should be too. And that is a bad thing for Nico Collins, a bad thing for Robert Woods, a bad thing for John Mechie. Because any of these guys could lose snaps at any point to Hutchinson and Tank Dell. Will anyone be surprised if by the end of the year, it's 
Tank in the slot, John Mechie as that stretch Z, and Xavier Hutchinson as their X receiver. Nico Collins comes in sometimes for blocking it in the red zone. Robert Woods relegated to the bench. No, it doesn't surprise anyone. So the Texans are winners in terms of an upgrade at quarterback, but I can't say any individual Texan won except for Dalton Schultz. They don't add a tight end. He is the guy he is going to be playing 100% of the snaps as long as he's healthy. Tegan Quinteriano, not a threat. Mason Shrek, is he still on the roster? Not a threat. Brevin Jordan, not a threat. Dalton Schultz, winner for the Houston Texans. Everyone else at wide receiver, upgrade at quarterback, but more competition. We also have upgrades and winners in landing spots. Dallas Cowboys, speaking of tight ends, Luke Schoonmaker going round two. Athleticism picked by the Dallas Cowboys replacing Dalton Schultz. That's a win. That means they were not satisfied with Jake Ferguson as their tight end one. They drafted him round four last year, round three. Either way, Luke Schoonmaker drafted well ahead of Jake Ferguson to be that guy, to be that new Dalton Schultz win. He's going to be starting at tight end for the Dallas Cowboys for the foreseeable future in short order. And same with Elijah Higgins, the former wide receiver turned tight ends, switched at the senior bowl, mid-senior bowl. Elijah Higgins switches to the tight end position from wide receiver, goes to the Miami Dolphins, a team that has been interested in him throughout the draft process. And his competition is Eric Saubert and Durham Smythe. These are blocking tight ends. And Elijah Higgins is a willing blocker. Mike McDaniel wouldn't have drafted him if he wasn't. So this is going to be the plan. They're going to have Smythe and Saubert. They're going to be those run blockers. Higgins is going to mix in early in his career. He's going to be used as kind of a chess piece. And then as he develops, as he continues to put on weight, Elijah Higgins is going to be a tight end wide receiver hybrid like Mike Gusecki but a more willing blocker and more able to see the field win for Elijah Higgins win for Sam Laporta. Cause he's tight end one from day one. What Brock, Wright Scary. James Mitchell, scary. Shane Zilstra scary. No Sam Laporta day one starter for the Detroit lions. And they just lost Jamison Williams. So early on there will be targets up for grabs, red zone targets up for grabs. Of course, Monroe St. Brown is the wide receiver one, but behind him with Jamison Williams out, it's a competition between Josh Reynolds, between Marvin Jones, between Khalif Raymond, and now Sam Laporta. Talent-wise, he would be the second option in that passing game. He'll have to work his way up, but win for Sam Laporta where he lands. And then at wide receiver, so many winners. Quentin Johnston going to the Los Angeles Chargers. I know... Slower Brashad Perriman. We're not big on Quentin Johnson. They should have taken Jordan Addison. They should have taken Zay Flowers, but I digress. Based on the landing spot, based on the draft capital, Quentin Johnson is a massive winner. I just don't think he's going to reach the heights many others do, but it's a win. Jordan Addison, it's a win. Going to the Minnesota Vikings, instant wide receiver two. Upgrade over Adam Thielen, Adam Thielen at this point in his career. Beats out KJ Osborne to be the wide receiver too. Can steal targets away from TJ Hawkinson. Win for Jordan Addison. But you knew that. And you knew it was a win 
for Jaden Reed. Obviously, going to the Green Bay Packers, he beats out Romeo Dobbs. <laughs> Romeo Dobbs isn't even at minicamp yet because it's just rookies, but he's already lost a starting job. He's now wide receiver three at best. Don't be surprised if Samari Toure starts taking snaps away because he's a deep threat. And then we're going to see Dontavian Wicks start taking snaps away. Romeo Dobbs is going to fall down that depth chart. They're going to be more two tight end sets. Win for Jaden Reed. Win for Trey Palmer. Now, this is disappointing. He went way later in the draft than I expected. Love Trey Palmer. The NFL does not the same way I did, clearly. But this is a massive opportunity. All he has to do is beat out Russell Gage, who, make no mistake, Mr. Consistent. But Trey Palmer is consistent and elite as an athlete, something Russell Gage is not. And so... It'll only be a matter of time, hopefully, before Trey Palmer ends up as the wide receiver three in a top-heavy but not-so-crowded Tampa Bay wide receiver. Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, top-heavy. But Russell Gage is the three. Kalen Geiger, I think, is the four right now. Trey Palmer, upgrade. Win. And, finally, we have another set of winners. These are the winners that saw... No competition added to the wide receiver room. This is Deontay Johnson. We talked about how Deontay Johnson adding Allen Robinson is either an indictment on this wide receiver class that the Pittsburgh Steelers do not believe in it, or it's a move to get Deontay Johnson out of here because they're drafting a wide receiver. They didn't draft the wide receiver, and so this means the Steelers didn't like the receiver class. That's why they traded for Allen Robinson. And in doing so, Deontay Johnson is going to stay. <laughs> He's a Pittsburgh Steeler for this year. Maybe beyond. Maybe they extend Deontay Johnson, give him another contract extension. Because I believe he's in the last year of his... Yeah, he's in the last year of his deal, I believe. But either way, Deontay Johnson, winner. No target competition. He can continue to ball out. It's him and it's George Pickens. Allen Robinson as that third option will help a little bit, but Deontay Johnson, big winner. Juju Smith-Schuster, former Pittsburgh Steelers, he's a big winner too. What, Kayshawn Butte? you scared of him? Demario Douglas, you scared of him? No. Juju is the alpha for the Pittsburgh Steelers, and he's not a true alpha, but in New England, he's going to be that target hawk. It's not Devontae Parker, it's not Kendrick Bourne, it's not Tyquan Thornton. It's not Hunter Henry. It's Juju. Juju is going to be force-fed targets in the in a room full of guys, just the guys, Jags. Juju's the best. And so Juju, winner in fantasy football. No competition added. Better than all the guys that were. So technical competition added, but doesn't matter. Same with Quez Watkins. They don't add any target competition for the Philadelphia Eagles unless count DeAndre Swift, but different purposes. Quez Watkins is the wide receiver three. DeAndre Hopkins is a running back. They run different routes. They're used in different ways. What? Alameda Zacchaeus? Our lads has Alameda Zacchaeus over Quez Watkins. That's just silly. No, that's not happening. The veteran minimum contract to a wide, rotational wide receiver three. No, Eagles aren't just going to bench their wide receiver three for a guy who signed the for vet minimum. No. So Quez Watkins, 
winner. Eagles draft, no wide receivers. Rashid Shahid, winner. A.T. Perry in the sixth round, great, but completely different functions. Rashid Shahid can be the starting slot receiver for the New Orleans Saints. He, Michael Thomas, and Chris Olave. Rashid Shahid offers that explosive upside. He's a winner. No target competition. Isaiah Hodgins, a sneaky winner. Because the Giants didn't add anyone that can threaten him. Jalen Hyatt is not a threat for Isaiah Hodgins. They run two completely different sets of routes, two completely different functions. Jalen Hyatt is a threat to Darius Slayton. I think Slayton's better, but flip a coin either way. They're the same guy. That is the replacement. Paris Campbell versus Wandale Robinson versus Sterling Shepard. They are all prototypical slot receivers. They can play that slot flanker role, but that's it. They don't have another X receiver on the roster and they didn't draft anyone. They didn't add anyone. Isaiah Hodgins, he's the clasher on the outside. He's what the Giants wanted Kenny Galladay to be, but he actually is. And so Isaiah Hodgins, sneaky, big winner for the New York Giants. Darren Waller is the wide receiver one on this offense, but the fact that Isaiah Hodgins sees no competition added, the fact that he will be a starter in one, two, and three wide receiver sets, the fact that he's that guy, huge for Isaiah Hodgins. And finally, well, actually two final. Drake London, he's a winner. Falcons don't add anyone. Scott Miller, Penny Hart, Matt Collins, those are the competitors. Drake London, he's going to be an alpha once again. But the biggest winner has to be the Tennessee Titans duo. Chigakonkwo and Traylon Burks. No wide receiver added. A potential upgrade at quarterback in Will Levis. Someone who can take the top off a defense. Someone who can hit Traylon Burks deep downfield. Someone who can move around the pocket, create explosive plays, broken plays. Someone who is a threat to run, pull those linebackers in so we can dump it just over their heads to Chigakonkwo. Titans, double benefit here because it's a potential upgrade at quarterback. Will Levis absolutely can be better than Ryan Tannehill, might already be, already has a more talented arm than Ryan Tannehill. And Tannehill could be traded at any point if Will Levis is good enough. So it's a potential upgrade at quarterback. And even if it's not, even if Will Levis is not the guy, the Titans will bottom out and they'll get an upgrade at quarterback next year. Traylon Burks will be catching passes from Caleb Williams. But I don't think that's going to be the case. I think Will Levis is going to be good enough. I think he is going to be an upgrade at quarterback for the Tennessee Titans over Ryan Tannehill over Malik Willis, over, oh, Pot, not Hobbs. Who was their starting quarterback? Anyways, I'm tired. Still catching up from Kansas City. Still, I'm finally getting back into that routine. But Traylon Burks, Chiga Conquo, upgrade at quarterback, no target competition. So that's a win for Kyle Phillips as well, Nick Westbrook-Akine as well. I prefer Phillips to Nick Westbrook-Akine. Kyle Phillips can be that prototypical slot for Mike Vrabel. In the limited time we saw him last year, he commanded targets at a pretty good clip. So it's a win, but the biggest winners 
at pass catcher, getting an upgrade at quarterback, and seeing no extra target competition. Traylon Burks, Shiga Conquo, one of them's going for over a thousand yards, if not both. Thank you.